now we're back. What is, what is that again? Huh? What is that again? Breaking Bad. Oh. Jesse Pinkman. I've never seen it, remember? Yeah, bitch. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, your dog wants to play with me right now. Then play with him. Why but we're doing this thing. He's more important. We're doing this thing on a Monday night. Um, we were lazy yesterday. Gonna yeah. be quite honest. We were super lazy. Yeah. I don't think we moved. I was tired. Like more than five times that day. Yeah. I was pretty damn tired. So, anyways, okay. It was what podcasters pick. Is that what we said? Yup. So, um, yeah. Uh, what did you do to yours on? I can't tell you. Okay. Well, how about I'm you go and then you oh, tell okay. me? Okay, then I can tell you. <laughs> so stop eating these crumbs, Lucy. Our dog is eating crumbs off the table. Okay. So yesterday during our day of sloth, um, we watched Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorite movies. And then we watched Glass. And then, like my favorite. Well, we're not talking about that right now. And, like, one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time. Brandon's first time watching it. My, like, 500th time watching it. Your 500th? Yeah. Um, so I decided to do the Salem Witch Trials. Since it's spooky season. Tis, mm. tis the season. This will be interesting because I know it. Like, I've heard of it, obviously. but. And it didn't really hap happen at all, like, in October. Uh, so, well, I guess it did, but not really. So, mm. I don't know why it's so associated with, I guess, witches. Hmm. Halloween. But. Interesting. All right. That's okay. really stupid. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So, what started the Salem Witch Trials? Do you know? Nope. Okay. Oh, kind of. Yeah, but. What? Uh, they were doing witchcraft, right? No. No. Oh. All right, so we're. I thought they got in trouble for doing that. Listen, and that's I'll tell why you. they didn't want. Wrong. You're wrong. Oh. We're in Salem, Massachusetts. Okay, it's Kay. February, 1692. We're back a ways. A long time. A nine-year-old girl, who's also the daughter of Reverend Samuel Paris. Um, her name is Betty Paris, and her 11-year-old cousin Abigail Williams. Um, they're starting to have fits that are described as beyond the power of epileptic epileptic fits or natural disease to affect. So this 9 and 11 year old start like freaking out. Um, what happened in these fits? I'm glad you asked. The girls um, threw things. What happened in these fits? Things. The girls threw things, screamed, uttered strange sounds, crawled under furniture, and contorted themselves into peculiar positions. I did all of these by the time I was nine. <laughs> didn't mean anything. <laughs> so stupid. Oh. Okay. Um, all right. Anyway, the girls then began complaining that they were being pinched and pricked with pins. Ow. <coughs> Voodoo. Uh, so they were examined by the village doctor who found nothing physically wrong with them, probably because it was the 1600s and they didn't really know anything about the human body. Um, other young women in the village began showing strange behaviors similar to the two young girls. Um, so they actually weren't being submissive. Uh, so that was an issue. Um, so naturally, everyone assumed that someone must be doing it to these girls. Like, someone must be doing witchcraft on them to make them act like this. Um, 
because they didn't know anything about, you know, mental illness or airborne diseases or just the brattiness of young girls. Yeah. Um, at this point, I guess. So the first three people that were blamed for causing these girls to act this way were um, Tichaba, who was the Paris family's servant, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. All right, get this. Are you ready? Yep. For I'm this ready. stupidity. All right, so. And this is like a really big theme that you'll see in the whole story of the Salem Witch Trials. Um, so according to her parents, one of the little girls that was showing strange signs um, said that Sarah Osborne was the one that had done witchcraft on her. Coincidentally, um, Sarah Osborne's family and this little girl's family were in a huge village dividing feud. Um, so it's a little too convenient that they're in this huge fight. Everyone in the village is taking sides on either, you know, for either family. And they're like, oh, well, they're doing witchcraft. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sarah Osborne, who was accused of witchcraft, um, had also divorced from her husband, which was like unheard of. At yeah, at time. that time, yeah. Um, and married an indentured servant. So the whole town hated her. Like, they despised her. Um, Sarah Good, another woman that was initially accused of witchcraft, um, was homeless and would seek food and shelter from people in the village. So everyone also hated her. Um, she would also, she would scorn children instead of leading them to the path of salvation. So instead of being like, young man, you need to read the good book of, I don't know. She'd be like, fuck you, you little piece of shit. She'd be like, hey, stop being a brat. Mm. So they were like, witch. (laughs) Um, And uh, obviously she was the devil because she would do this. You're the devil. Tichaba, uh, the first one accused of being um, practicing witchcraft was... um, a black slave living amongst amongst Puritan white people, so I don't feel like I need to explain that one in depth anymore. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm sure she was a racism. Okay. They were like, "Hey, let's blame her because she's inferior to us." All right. So the following month, four more women were accused of practicing witchcraft. Um. In wizardry. At Hogwarts. Um, so these ac- these four accusations, or I guess three of the four, actually, they like shook Salem because um, two of the four women were fully covenanted, is that how you say it? Coven- covenanted members of the church. So they were like fully devoted women of the church. And um, the third of the four accused was a f- the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good the homeless woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so the villagers are like, if these devout Puritans and this four-year-old child can be witches, then any of us could be witches. Yeah. Uh, so by the next month, so we are in, what month are we in? We're in April of 1692. 18 more people were arrested on accusations of witchcraft. 18. It is quite literally a witch hunt at this point. No puns intended, because that's what it was. Um, Four of those 18 people were men. Um, All of these accusations were, like, so 
freaking stupid because obviously they couldn't prove who was and was not a witch. Like, that's not possible. Yeah. Unless they saw, like, flames come from someone's eyeballs or something. <laughs> um, so they were essentially just playing a game of telephone. Like, no one was safe. If someone said your name, you were going to be arrested and accused of witchcraft. Um, so in May of that year, so a month later, um, Sarah Osborne died while waiting, um, awaiting trial. Um, she died in jail and 36 warrants were issued for the arrest of potential witches. 36 additional. Um, when the official trials began at the end of May, 62 people were in custody. So it wasn't just the three. No. In Hocus Pocus. (laughs) <laughs> the Sanderson sisters? Yeah. No. It wasn't <laughs> just them. Um, and that actually, like, it's interesting because it's, like, Halloween night. They were killed, I guess. I guess if, like, they could only be brought back on Halloween night. I don't know. So. Yeah. But they didn't just, like, get them from their houses and hang them like they did in that movie. Like, they went through a whole trial process. Um. So yeah, but do you think it was a real trial process or it was just... Well, they had like a court and everything. Yeah, I know. but Like judges and stuff. Yeah. But how many of those went, that went through the court and judges got away? Um, well, I'll tell you. Oh, actually, okay. towards the end, quite a few. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I am wrong. Yeah, so the As first... Usual. <clears throat> yeah. The first trial took place on June 2nd, 1692. So this is... What, four months after the initial accusation? Yeah, that's first, what I said. Yeah, the first official trial took place um, when Bridget Bishop was brought to the grand jury for her hearing. Uh, Bishop was described as not living a Puritan lifestyle, for she wore black clothing and odd costumes, which was against the Puritan code. When she was examined before her trial, Bishop was asked about her coat, which had been awkwardly cut or torn in two ways. Hmm. None of that makes sense. Yeah. She wears black. Okay. It's a flattering color to a female figure. She wore odd costumes. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I have no idea. Me neither. Um... Asked about her coat, which had been awkwardly cut or torn in two ways. It was probably like, yeah, I'm a freaking villager in 1692. I wear the same coat every day. What do you expect? It's going to be cut up and torn because that's the only piece of clothing I own. So dumb. Or maybe she was like, I made this myself. You don't like it? I'm an aspiring Puritan uniform designer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So she was like... If I okay, so uh, Bridget Bishop, she was like, if I'm if I'm doing those things and that makes me a witch, then yeah, I agree, I'm a witch. Like she, um, like agreed to like accusations of her being a witch. She was like, yeah, if that makes me a witch, then I'm a witch. Mm. Um, so this, along with her immoral life's immoral is in quotations. Oh, I got all this like from Wikipedia, by the way. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um. This, along with her immoral lifestyle, affirmed the jury that Bishop was indeed a witch. She was a witch! Um, she went to trial the same day that she was convicted. Or wait. 
Oh, she went to trial the same day and was convicted. Um, eight days later, on June 10th, Bridget Bishop was executed by hanging for being a witch. In early July of 1692, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Sarah Wilds, and Rebecca Nurse went to trial and were all found guilty of witchcraft. <coughs> Excuse me. On July 19th, they were all executed by hanging. In August, grand juries indicted George Burroughs, Mary Eastie, Martha Corey, and George Jacobs Sr. George Jacobs Jingleheimer. Um, trial juries convicted Martha Carrier, George Jacobs Sr., George Burroughs, John Willard, Elizabeth Proctor, and John Proctor. Um, Elizabeth Proctor was given a temporary stay of execution because she was pregnant. They're like, oh, you're a pregnant witch. We'll wait until after you give birth to kill you, which wouldn't like they'd be like, oh, the baby is also a witch because a witch is giving birth. We should just kill the baby. Well, as we can see, they're, yeah, they're uneducated about what they're talking about. About most things. Okay, so on August 19th, 1692, Martha Carrier, George Jacobs Sr., George Burroughs, John Willard, and John Proctor were executed. Um, so jo George Burroughs was actually an ordained minister, and he was accused and executed. Hmm. Um, so when he was on the ladder getting ready to be hanged, like they made him climb up the ladder, they put the noose on him. Yeah. Bloody blue blue. Um, when they were getting ready to kick this ladder out from under him, <sighs> um, yeah, uh, he made a speech to the crowd watching to declare his innocence. Um, that so the speech included the Lord's Prayer. Um, and apparently at that time, witches weren't supposed to be able to recite the Lord's Prayer. So everyone in the crowd was like, oh, he can't be a witch because he just said the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um, so he made the speech with such passion that most people in the crowd were crying at this point. And um, when they kicked the ladder out and um, hanged Burroughs, uh, there was a minister, Cotton Mather. He was like the head asshole. He was sitting on his little horse, literally sitting on his high horse, next to the gallows. And he was like, Mr. Burroughs was no minister. And... Um, he was like, he said, partly to possess the people of his guilt, saying that the devil often had been transformed into the angel of light. So he's basically saying, like, this guy was an ordained minister. He was the devil that was tricking you guys into thinking that he was an angel or, like, you know, someone of right. God, in case you didn't get that. Um, so in September of this year, grand juries indicted 18 more people. The grand jury failed to indict William Proctor, who was uh, rearrested on new charges. So, we're on the 19th of September, 1692. Giles Corey, um, he is an 81-year-old farmer who had been accused of witchcraft. Um, he refused to plead guilty because he was like, screw you guys, I literally live to 81 and it's 1692. So, first of all, you can all eat my balls. Second of all, I've been farming since I was three I don't have time to do witchcraft because I have to be up for 18 hours a day sowing seeds into my pasture. Um, they tried to get him to enter into a plea of guilty, and he was like, no, screw you. I'm not doing that. I'm not a witch. I don't do witchcraft. Um, they did, 
I don't know how to pronounce this. Pine forte it dur. Convinced me. Um, which is basically where like they have the person like lay down, spread eagle. They put the board on top of them, and then the stones on top of the board. Oh, I've never seen that. You haven't? Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah, they make like a person lay on the ground, spread eagle. They put, like, a flat board all across their body. Then they put, like, heavy boulders on top of this board. What is this called? Pinier. <laughs> Pinier forte ut der. I don't think that's right. But um, it's P-E-I. Oh. You I got it. it. Yep. Okay. Um, I just want to see a picture of this. Gnarly. Tortured. Oh. So it just essentially crushes you to death. Wait, there's only drawings of this. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm not even going to respond to No, it. I wanted to see your reaction. Like 40% of it was not a joke. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> I just wanted to see your uh, your reaction there. Well, it was staring at you. Like yeah. Like, oh my God, you're stupid. Um, So yeah, this is how they killed this poor 81-year-old <laughs> man. They probably only needed like three pebbles because I assume an 81-year-old man back then was probably like a fragile skeleton. Yeah. Um. This poor old man. So they did it um, as a way to torture him, to get him to plead guilty. It ended up killing him. I was going to say, is this just torture or is this a way to kill him? Well, it was just to torture him, to get him to plead guilty, but he died. Yeah. Um, four more people pleaded guilty and 11 others were tried and found guilty. After this. Uh, moving on. At the beginning of 1693, the superior court overseeing the trials were like, okay, we don't actually think any of you are witches. So from now on, everyone's either going to be found not guilty or you're going to be found guilty and we're just going to pardon your execution. So that's basically what happened. Um, I think like the trials went on until like mid-93, <laughs> 1693, but... Um, I don't think anyone else was killed after all those hangings happened. Yeah, there was a lot more than I thought. Yeah, so altogether, the victims of the Salem Witch Trials were Sarah Good, Rebecca Nurse, Susanna Martin, Elizabeth Howe, Sarah Wilds, Martha Carrier, John Willard, John Burroughs, John Jacob Sr., John Proctor, Mary Eastie, Martha Corey, and Pudator, Samuel Wardell. Wardwell, sorry, Mary Parker, Alice Parker, Wilmot Red, and Margaret Scott. Dang. They were all executed. No Sanderson sisters? No Sanderson oh. sisters. That is very much fictitious. Oh. Um, Dang. So, yeah, I know, right? Um, so, a lot of the evidence used in trials, not all of it, but most of it, um, of the evidence used against the people accused of witchcraft was called spectral evidence. Um, and basically with spectral evidence, the stupidest thing ever is the testimony of the afflicted who claimed to see the apparition or the shape of the person who was allegedly afflicting them. So it's basically like the witch will be like, yeah, I, I can see like what is possessing me. Um, so, which is like, what? (laughs) I don't. So, like, a a witch would be, like, there was a large black silhouette taking over my body and, like, 
that's what spectral evidence was. Um, yeah, so... The Whatever. Th- yeah. The theological dispute that ensued about the use of this evidence was based on um, whether a person had to give permission to the devil for his or her shape to be used. So, basically, this was just a pissing contest between Puritans and the devil. <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. Let's see. Opponents. So people testifying claimed, um, or no, people who were against using spectral evidence claimed that the devil was able to use anyone's shape to afflict someone. Um, but the court contended that the devil could not use a person's shape without that person's permi- permission. Therefore, when the witch claimed to see the apparition of a specific entity, um, they were accepting that as evidence that the witch had been okay with the devil. So, yeah. People were like, no, people, they can't give permission to the devil to possess their body. And the court was like, um, if they say that they can see the devil, then that means that they're allowing the devil to possess them. So, really stupid. And this whole thing started with this bitch named mary so sometime in february fuck you mary yeah yeah so sometime in february 1692 um so this is after those first young girls basically were like throwing their little childhood fits that every child throws yeah um i still throw yeah so after the first young girl started behaving strangely but before any specific names had been given um, like accusing anyone of witchcraft, um, the neighbor of Reverend Paris, um, so Reverend Paris, if you don't remember, his daughter, um, I don't remember her first name, uh, but his nine-year-old daughter was one like the first person to uh-huh. like exhibit these strange symptoms. Um, so their neighbor, Mary Sibley, um, instructed... John Indian, one of the minister's slaves. Those are two strange words that shouldn't be put together. Um, so this neighbor went to um, the minister's slave and was like, hey, I want you to make witch cake. The and fuck he, is witch cake? And he was like, yes, ma'am. So I'll tell you. She intended to use traditional English white magic to discover the identity of the witch who was afflicting the girls. Why wasn't she convicted of witchcraft? Hmm? Hmm? I don't know. Um, so the cake was made from rye meal and urine from the afflicted girls and was fed to a dog. You know? Pea cake. It was literally pea cake. Everybody loves cake, but not that cake. Cake! Everybody loves pea cake. Witch cake. Um, okay, so... According to the English folk understanding of how witches accomplished their affliction over people. Um, so according to this English white magic, um, how this witch cake worked was when the dog ate the cake, the witch herself would be hurt. So they believed that invisible particles had been sent to um, afflict the girls who, um, okay, invisible particles 
had been sent to afflict the girls were believed to remain in the girl's urine, and a woman's cries of pain when the dog ate the cake would identify her as a witch. Oh, okay. So the, like, <coughs> magic... Uh, that was confusing. So the magic that the witch used to, like, control the girls or, like, take over the girls um, would, like, remain in their urine, so they would pee this magic out. Um, and when the dog ate this urine and these magic particles in the urine, the witch's cry of, like, would cry out in pain, and that would be, like, how they would identify her. So if you ever see a dog eating a weird-looking cake and there's a woman screaming, I mean, she's a witch. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, which, does any of that make sense? No. I'm no. just going to answer that for you. No. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. So apparently, the only reason why this Mary Sibley biatch wasn't um, accused and tried for witchcraft was because the neighbor, Reverend um, Paris, like the whole dude family that started this whole shebang, he was like preaching a sermon in church one morning and he was like, um, my neighbor Mary has done some, some things that are really foolish and atrocious, but I think we should forgive her because that's what God would want. Um, as long as she apologizes, like, in front of you all. So this Mary woman stood up, and she's like, yes, I made the cake to try to figure out, like, who was the witch, and I'm sorry I got, like, your family involved in all of this. Um, <laughs> our dog just fell off the he just He just tried to jump, and he totally missed it. No, I didn't uh. So yeah, so she stood up in front of the whole church and she was like, I'm sorry I tried to do this. I just wanted to see who was hurting these girls. Um, even though what I'm doing is technically witchcraft. She didn't say that, but um, the church forgave her so she wasn't tried. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. So traditionally, the story, if you've ever read The Crucible, I think this is like where a lot of this comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, the like uh, the original younger girls who had been like taken over by witchcraft or whatever um, are said to have been entertained by the Paris family slave Tichaba. So um, Tichaba was a slave um, <coughs> believed to have come over from Barbados or somewhere um, in that area, um, in one of those islands. Um, she supposedly taught them about voodoo. Um, in the family's kitchen in early nineteen six or <laughs> early sixteen ninety two, um, although they have no support or no evidence to support this, like they believe that Chichiba had taught these girls like about witchcraft and voodoo from Barbados, and then like they used this to basically like throw fits and stuff, and then blame it on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of secondary sources. Um, typically uh, relate that a circle of the girls with Tichiba's help tried um, their hands at fortune telling. So a bunch of these younger girls are like, Tichiba, teach us about fortune telling um, and hand reading. So they used the white of an egg in a mirror to create a primitive crystal ball to divine the professions of their future spouses. (laughs) And scared one another when one supposedly saw the shape of a coffin instead. 
So they just went to this like old black woman from Barbados and they were like, teach us about voodoo and fortune telling and palmistry. And she was like, yeah, whatever. Just leave me alone. Let me yeah. like do my job. I'll tell you whatever <coughs> you want. They used an egg white and a mirror to make a crystal ball. And they were like, Ooh, let's see who you're going to marry when you're older. And one of the girls was like, oh, you're going to die. And then this kind of like sparked the whole like, witchcraft thing yeah like this is what started it all this huh. freaking mary sibley that bitch um that bitch yeah yeah so the most infamous way of proving someone was a witch was called the touch test um and this was using during this was used during pre- preliminary examinations in september of 1692 um so this was used during trials um and basically what sh- what the test Oh, my God, I can't talk. What the touch test was, um, was if the... So, they would blindfold the accused witch. And if... um, And then they would bring in one of these little girls who was having these fits. They would let this little girl, like, throw a fit. Like, have this fit of strange behavior. Yeah. And if the blindfolded, quote, witch touched this girl while she was having a fit. And the girl, like, immediately became calm then that proved that she was a witch. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, are they believed that um, if they touched her while she was having a fit and she, like, immediately became calm, that meant that she was the witch that afflicted them? <laughs> so, um, more evidence that was used included the confessions of the accused, testimony by a confessed witch who identified others as witches, the discovery of poppets, which were books of palmistry and horoscopes, or pots of ointments in the possession or home of the accused, um, an observation of what were called witches' treats on the body of the accused. I want to know what that is. I don't know what that is. Oh, it says right here. So, witches' treats. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> you don't remember? I'm reading it wrong. Oh. Which is witches' teats. <laughs> witches' teats? <laughs> <laughs> They're teats. My bo- my brain was just throwing an R in there because I didn't want to accept the fact that it was teats. Teats. Um, so basically, you were a witch if you passed a touch, or I guess failed the touch test, um, or like if you had testimony, if you confessed to being a witch, if you confessed that others were witches, if you had books about horoscopes or palm reading, if you had pots of ointments in your house, which is so stupid because, like... What if you got a rash? Yeah, what if it's, like, a salve for, like, dry skin or something? Like, that's so stupid. So I obviously would have been accused of witchcraft because I would have done all of these things. Um, (laughs) So, an observation of what were called witches' teats on the body of the accused... (laughs) A uh, witch's... This is so stupid. Are you ready? Strap in right now. Do it. Strap in. Okay, thank you. A witch's teat was said to be a mole or blemish somewhere on the body that was insensitive to touch. Aren't all moles insensitive to touch? So if you have a mole or a blemish on your forehead... Obviously, that's not sensitive to touch. You were a witch. Yeah. What? What? 
My whole body's insensitive. <laughs> and I have moles everywhere. Does that mean that means I'm a witch? You know what? Screw all of you. I am a witch. I'll freaking put a hex on all of you dumb Puritan assholes. Okay, so it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um so these insensitive areas on the body, discovery of such insensitive areas were considered de facto evidence of witchcraft. So having these insensitive areas on your body meant you were for sure a witch. All right, so wrapping this up, in November of 2001. Hey, isn't there a saying that says, uh, like, it's colder than a witch's tit or teat or something like that? Witch's teat? I don't probably. Hold on. Okay. 20, 2001? November 2001. So this was, what, uh, nine years after the celebration of the 300th anniversary of the trials. The Massachusetts legislator, legislature passed an act that exonerated all who had been convicted and named each of them innocent. Huh. In 2001, they're a little late. They're over 300 years yeah. late. But they went back and said, all those people who were executed or com- uh, accused of witchcraft are now considered innocent. And this affected, like, Salem for generations afterwards like families had to move out people like had to be on the lamb to escape um like families generations later were like trying to sue the like um like government of Salem for their accusations yeah like it didn't just affect it in that like one time period it went on for a long time so by the way, it is a saying, um, but uh, it had a long explanation and trying to do this thing right now. So, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Cool. All right. That was yours. That was cool oh, beans. Mine. Weird. That tasted like Jimmy John's. Cool beans. Yep. I had Jimmy John's. Oh. Uh, they have. Oh, okay. Real quick. They have these things called mini Jimmy's. And so, like, usually I have a hard time eating. I them. have a mini Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, you do. So <laughs> usually I have a difficult time eating like Jimmy John sandwiches because they're so big and like I have a tiny little mouth. So I can never like wrap my mouth around the whole thing. And then on top of it, like they're so long that I can't <laughs> like I get full halfway through. Uh, so this yeah. was perfect. It was $3 and it's like maybe the length of my hand, maybe a little bit longer. And I have tiny hands, but it's just like a like a small little like sandwich and it was perfect like three dollars for that sandwich and it like hit the spot it was good so you can get a mini jimmy like version of any sandwich that they Mm. have there true story y'all what i said true story oh what i just said yep you don't even know you weren't there i wasn't i wasn't okay all right what i'm doing mine on is Christopher Wilder. Who's that? Well, I'll tell you. Tell me. He's from Australia. I don't think that was an Australian accent. Wait, I can't do one. Is this the backpack killer? What? Is this the backpack killer? No, oh. uh, he is the B-E-A-U-T queen killer. Oh, okay. Uh, he was born on March 13th, 1945. Oh. He abducted... Ab- abducted. I abducted. 
and raped at least 12 women. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Killing at least eight of them during a six-week period. Uh, so it's like two a week if you do the math. That's a lot. Yeah. This uh, took place in early 1984 and what took, uh, took place across the United States. Uh, they began in February 26th, 1984, and uh, the states that they took place in were Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, uh, Nevada, and California. Did you hear that? Was that your jaw? Yeah. Oh. He had uh, attempted to abduct in Washington State and New York before he was killed, um, but they suspect that he... Oh, yeah. He... he Made a couple attempts. Sorry, this was two sentences. Then uh, they actually suspect that he raped two girls aged 10 and 12 in Florida in 1983. Wait. Yeah. Um, uh, where am I? Since his death, he has also been a suspect in an unsolved 1965 murder. Wait, wasn't he? Okay, never mind. Uh, of two teenage girls in Sydney, Australia. Uh, but they don't know. They're not sure. Mm. Uh, so early life for him, uh, when he was, so this is where, this is kind of weird. When he was two, he almost drowned in a pool. That's not weird. What's weird is, um, Casey Anthony. What? Nothing. Oh. At 18 years old, on January 4th, 1963, he raped a 13-year-old girl in company with two other young men. Ew, wait, how yeah. old was he? 18. Ew. Uh, so the two other young men, they actually both denied that they were there. Um, but then, so he was sentenced to probation and claimed that he also received electroshock therapy later in life when this happened. Uh, so what's weird is apparently there is evidence that his treatment, uh, this treatment aggravated his violent sexual tendencies, but what's also extraordinary is there's no evidence that he actually underwent electroshock therapy. So they think that there's evidence that, uh, he had a treatment, but then there's no evidence that he actually had it. So I don't know. What? Yeah, it's confusing. They also think that his drowning story was a story he made up himself. Yeah, how would he have known that? Well, I guess. Well, his mom. Been told. Yeah. Uh, Wilder married in 1968, <laughs> but he's such a piece of shit that she left him after one week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he, which makes me wonder how they even got that far, but whatever. Uh, he moved to the United States in 1969 and lived in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida. That explains a lot. Yeah. He was successful. Oh, th this is crazy. So he was successful in real estate and was known to live in an upscale home. We'll figure out how, how much, like. That's not crazy. Sociopaths usually are successful. Uh, yeah. Because they know yeah. how to work people. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, um,. Uh, it'll, it'll go like his assets were like $7 million or something whenever he died. Yeah. So, um, that's a lot of money. Well, while he was living, um, uh, in the U S he developed an interest in photography. Um, and this is what he would use to con 
women later on. From around 1971 to 1975, he faced various charges related to sexual misconduct. He then raped a young woman that he lured into his truck saying that he had a modeling contract for her and to photograph her. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, y'all. Do not ever get into a vehicle with anyone unless you have known them since you were born. (laughs) Do not do it. Even then, don't trust everyone. Yeah, or you're just, go to like a business. Don't get in a truck with strange men. Yeah. Don't do it. I don't care if you're a boy, a girl, young, old, don't do it. And he was actually never jailed for any of these crimes thus far. Actually, he was never jailed for any crime, and we'll, we'll figure that wa- out later. Lucy has something to say. Our dog. <laughs> she snorted. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so the crimes that he committed, April 13th, 1980, Wilder attacked and attempted to abduct 17-year-old Carla Hendry in Beverly, Massachusetts. Um, but she actually got away, so good for her. Uh, he visited his parents in Australia in 1982, where he forced a two 15-year-old girls to pose nude. Yeah. His parents bailed him out of jail and he was allowed to return to Florida to await trial, which is mistake number one. Uh, Court delays prevented his case from ever being heard and and the initial hearing date came after his death, which is, well, so that's mistake number one. Anyways. Uh, His first murder was uh, Rosario Gonzalez, who was seen on February 26th, 1980. Why are you making that face? Oh, uh, 1984 at the Miami Grand Prix, where she was a spokesmodel. This is also crazy. Christopher was there at a race and was actually a racer in his pushte, racing the IMSA GTU class. I don't know what any of that that acronym means i have no idea but he was like a car racer you know and he had a nice car and stuff so interesting uh march 5th chris's former girlfriend miss florida finalist elizabeth kenyon went missing both women have actually never been found uh, police linked them to Christopher after consulting a private investigator who had been hired by Kenyon's, uh, so Elizabeth's parents, to discover info related to her disappearance. On March 18th, Wilder uh, Christopher got 21-year-old Teresa Waite Ferguson away from the Merritt Square Mall in Merritt Island, Florida, and murdered her. He then dumped her body at the Canaveral Groves, where it was discovered on March 23rd, so just a few days later. Um, And then his next victim was, uh, so he attempted to murder 19-year-old Linda Grover from Florida State University. He uh, abducted her from the Governor's Square Mall in Tallahassee, Florida, and um, she actually was smart and declined his offer to photograph her for a modeling agency she knew yeah um christopher wilder 
Uh, but then he assaulted her in the mar- mall parking lot. Then he tied her hands, wrapped her in a blanket, and put her in the trunk of his car. He took her to Glen Oaks Motel and raped her. Oh, this is where it gets insane. He blinded her with a blow dryer and, and super what? glue. So he got super glue and oh blinded God. her. Yeah. He applied copper wires to her feet and passed an electric current through them. Uh, each time she tried to get away, he would beat her, uh, but she actually escaped like in the room into the bathroom and locked herself in, and then she just kept pounding on the walls until somebody would, you know, hear her. And then she, um, uh, what was that? Uh, then Christopher ran away from there and had all of his belong- her belongings in his car. On March 21st, Wilder approached Terry Walden, a 23-year-old at Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas, and asked if she would pose as a model. Uh, She turned him down, but ran into... Oh, so that sucks. So she turned him down, and then two days later, she coincidentally ran into him. So he's probably following her. Yeah. On March 23rd, he kidnapped her uh, this time, though, and stabbed her to death. He dumped her body in a canal nearby where it was found three days later. Real quick, um, if you Google him, the first picture of him that pops up, he looks like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Let me let me look at this. I, I looked at him earlier, but I don't know. Now I'm trying to remember. Only the first picture, though. I'm trying to remember is uh like where this <laughs> oh yeah he does holy shit all right we'll get into some of his pictures later um let's see let's see so where were we at oh yeah Christopher then fled and abducted 21 year old Suzanne Logan at the Penn Square Mall so he like keeps going after these girls in malls. Uh, Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma City. He took her 180 miles north to Newton, Kansas, checked into a room 30, uh, it was into room 30 of the I-35 Inn. After breakfast the next morning, he drove to Milford Reservoir, which is 90 miles northeast near Junction City, Kansas, where he stabbed her to death and dumped her body under a cedar tree. Yeah, poor woman. Uh, 18-year-old Cheryl Bonaventura, Ventura, Ventura, captive in Grand Junction, Colorado on March 29th. Uh, they were actually seen with each other in Silverton, where they told staff in a diner that they were headed to Las Vegas uh, with a stop in Durango on the way. On March 30th, uh, they were seen at the Four Corners Monument, after that, Christopher checked into a Page Boy Motel in Page, Arizona. He uh, then shot and stabbed Cheryl to death around around March 31st. They they had to guess because uh, her body was found near the Kanab River in Utah, and they think it was around the 31st that she was killed um, because she wasn't actually found until May 3rd. That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, he killed a 17-year-old Michelle Korfman, uh, who was an aspiring model. So, 
she was probably an easier target for him because she was wanting to do modeling. Uh, she disappeared from a 17 magazine cover model competition at the Meadows Mall in Las Vegas on April 1st. So if you look at those pictures, if you Google him, do you see a picture of him sitting in a chair? Looking at a girl from the crowd. Yep, that was her. Oh, God. There is a photograph of him stalking her at the competition. Mm. He was not found until May 11th near a Southern California roadside rest stop. Oh, it's so creepy. Or she was not found. Yeah. So eerie. Yeah, you can just see like in the picture, it's like her hips down. She's wearing like a dress or a skirt. Yeah. You can see her legs. And then like in the crowd behind her, he's like sitting there looking at her. Yeah. Like side-eyeing. Yep. It's so creepy. Mr. Potato Head back there. He doesn't look like Potato Head there, but <laughs> he just looks like a normal, like, middle-aged dude. He's still a Potato Head. Um, yeah, he but, yeah. So, she she was found on May 11th, but she was not identified until mid-June through her dental records. Uh, then near Torrance, California, uh, Christopher photographed 16-year-old Tina Mary Risico. Risico? Before abducting her and driving her to El Centro, where then he then assaulted her. If she's 16, I wonder where her parents are. But Well, this is the 60s, right? Uh, 70s? Yeah, 70s. Yeah, you didn't need parents when you're 16. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could roam the streets at five. Yeah. So he thought that she would be able to bring him more victims, so um, so he actually kept her alive and traveled back east, stopping through Prescott, Arizona, uh, good old Joplin, Missouri, and Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Um, he was now, on, at this point, he was now on the FBI's most top ten. Uh, haunted. Wanted, haunted. He uh, took Tina to Merrillville, Merrillville uh, Indiana, where she assisted with abducting another 16-year-old. Oh, no. Yeah. She, I mean, she was obviously... Probably held at gunpoint. Yeah, uh, at the South Lake Mall. Uh, he raped her several times yeah. as he made Tina drive them to New York. So in the back seat. Uh, near Penn Yan, he took Dawnette into the woods and attempted to suffocate her before stabbing her twice and leaving her. Thankfully, Donette, uh, she tied a pair of jeans around herself, maybe to stop the bleeding or something, and taken to the Soldiers and Sailors Hospital uh, by a truck driver who stopped, and she survived. Um, East, the Eastview Mall in Victor, New York, Christopher forced 33-year-old Beth Dodge into his car and had Tina follow him in his car while he drove Beth's Pontiac Firebird. After a short drive, he shot Beth and dumped her body in a gravel pit. He then drove the Firebird to Logan Airport in Boston, where he bought her and Tina tickets to L.A. No, that making me sad. Yeah. Um, so the death, uh, he was uh, on April 13th. Uh, Christopher, he stopped at Vicks Getty uh, service station at the corner of Main and Bridge streets in Colebrook, New Hampshire. Uh, he was noticed by two state troopers, Leo Jellison and Wayne Fort Fortier, 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 Fortier. Oh, anyways, uh, when they noticed what? Nothing you trying to pronounce. Oh, Fortier. Maybe that's it. Fortier. 
How's it spelled? F O R T I E R. Fortier? Yeah. Maybe. Fortier? Yeah, that's what I said oh. the first time. Oh. Uh, when they noticed him, he went into his, uh, his car, so like he started freaking out, uh, where then he would grab his gun and arm himself with a Colt. Python 357 Mag Num. The trooper Leo was able to grab Christopher from behind, and in the scuffle, two shots were fired. Christopher received the first bullet, but it exited through his back and into the trooper, Leo, who was seriously wounded, but thankfully made a full recovery. The second bullet went into Christopher's chest and uh, coincidentally killed him. Yes. (laughs) Uh, He was then cremated in Florida, leaving a personal real estate worth more than $7 million. Bye, bitch. And then it was dispersed through his... um, family members so they're all like oh what yeah uh there was other so there was other suspected killings um that they think that he did but they were never confirmed they're just um so i I didn't really go into detail with them because they're just yes possibles but right not proven yeah that's so sad yeah i never heard of this guy but well, he's yep, fucked up and did a lot of damage in not a lot of I've time. I've never heard of the pretty girl killer. What Be- Beauty queen killer. Yeah. Beauty? Beauty queen killer? I think that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Hmm. And he was right around that time where, like, a bunch of them, you know, starting to come out. So. All right. Next well. week, we should do Halloween. Yeah. Murder. Yeah, that would be good. Because it's Halloween on me Tuesday. Yep. Right? No, 24, 25, no, uh, 26, 28, 29. Thursday. It's a Thursday, yeah. It's next Thursday. So. We have a Halloween party this Thursday at my work. And Brandon, I'm making him dress up as Zuma from Paw Patrol. And his, yep. it's so cute. The hat that I made with the dog ears. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. Yeah. And I'm yep. Swiper from Dora. Yep. You love it. So yeah. we'll we'll have fun with that. We will. All right. Halloween murders next week. Yeah. All right. Bye.